Because some people don't like they say they praise the Lord, but they really, really ain't truly for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I got this song. This song really, really, truly, truly delivered me from delivered me from evil. Happy uh, Easter. <laughs> We're going to talk this week about both Passover and Easter. The gospel. Why are they at the same time? We're going to find out. Yeah. You went to church school, right? I am a confirmed member of the Presbyterian Church. Nice. As well as a confirmed minister of the Universal Life Church. I'm a harlot. Mm-hmm. You're a, what, you're an end times apocalypticist Jew? I'm, I'm an etherealist. Got it. But um, I actually, I'm like, the gospel's like a, or the, the, the Bible seems like a pretty cool story. And I just wish it was a little more homogenized because it's like so charged up everywhere you go. So my hope is that like. Oh, you wish you could just read it as like a. A book. A casual fun reading. Like a TLDR kind of. So you're reading and you're like, this, oh, there's actually some pretty good stuff in here. It's so, it's so campy. It's so like extra. And I feel like. The things that happen in it are very know. campy and extra, and people don't know. But also, it's written in, you know, kind of like an old English. Which right? is LARPing. Come on. Everybody's reading the, the King James, you know, version of the Bible. So it's like an English translation from 400 years ago. Yeah. So I, so I guess just we're going to let people know, like, how, it's really, it's how really campy, the utter camp and extraness of it. Gospel specifically refers to just the first four books of the New Testament. Yes. And this is because the Christian Bible has the Old Testament and the New Testament, and the old version is just the Torah. It's just the Jewish Bible. And so Jews have the first half of Christianity. The Jews also have the Talmud, which is like the interpretation of the Torah. And then the Christians have a whole new book that they added, which is the New Testament. And the beginning of the New Testament has four books written by supposedly four of Jesus's disciples that detail his life and it's called the gospel and gospel means the good word good word the, the good, good news. news yeah even though it's a story about death it's the good news yeah spoiler alert he dies at the, at the end <gasps> okay so the historical jesus real quick historians believe that jesus probably was a real person okay that's not really up for debate anymore <gasps> they found uh, his skeleton what was he he was a first century jewish apocalypticist and he probably did live around the, you know, the tens, eighties, uh, in the the Roman-controlled province of Judea in what's now modern-day Israel. Who's a doomsday prepper? We love that. We love that for him. Totally a doomsday prepper. Um, he expected that the history of the world, as he knew it was going to come to a screeching halt, that God was going to come intervene in the affairs of the world, overthrow the forces of evil in a cosmic act of judgment, destroy huge masses of humanity, abolish existing human political and religious institutions, including the Roman Empire, uh, and all of this would be a prelude to the arrival of a new order on earth, the kingdom of God. And Jesus expected that this was going to happen soon, like uh, within his own generation, or at least during the lifetime of his uh, followers. Uh, so it was, yeah, pretty out there uh, for the time. And the when did he wait? When did he start believing this? Like when he was born? 
he knew or when he was like he started drawing like weird pictures for and his mom was like uh oh so we think there are probably no actual first hand accounts they think that the the gospels were the particularly the four canonical gospels we'll talk about were originally written anonymously probably produced by different like christian sects sect sects uh different christian groupings um that kind of produced their own account they seem to be like semi plagiarized from each other there's a lot of overlap between okay. them but we're still talking we're about Jesus it. and then the names were put to them actually like 200 years later Wait, we're talking about Jesus what yeah i'm just saying that there were no first hand kind of accounts of what happened when do so you what think... we have to go on is these writings when do you think when do you think he started like you think he was like the kid drawing weird pictures or do you think he was like the the rebellious teenager so matthew actually talks about this Okay, so like, what did he, what did he say? Well, they knew that he was special because of the whole nativity, which we talked about during the Christmas episode, yes. where um, he's born in a manger, a manger, and then these shepherds just show up, and they're like, "Yeah, angels told us to come here," yes. and the three wise so they men knew show he was up. Special, but when did he think he was special? There's <laughs> a story in I think it's also Matthew that his family went on a pilgrimage, family vacation, okay. family vacation. They went on a pilgrimage. <laughs> And with like a ton of their relatives, there's a big group of them, and they have to walk several days to get to. Maybe they were going back to Nazareth. I don't know wherever they went, and then they they left, and they like Jesus stayed behind, and they didn't realize it was a home alone situation. <gasps> they get like a day out of town, and then they they're like, yeah, Mary's like, where's Jesus? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> and she, they she runs back with Joseph, and it takes them like a full day to get back. So it's been like two days. And they hunt all over the city for like a couple days. And then they find Jesus, who's like 12 years old, is sitting in the temple uh, discussing like a child prodigy, like talking to and almost preaching to like the elder uh, Jewish scholars who are in the temple. They're like, uh-oh, we got we to gotta get this kid into therapy. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, that, that Jesus, I, I've been worried sick about you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... There really are very few instances of his youth told about in the Gospels. Almost all of them kind of just right. They only Matthew, right? yeah, only Matthew and Luke even talk about the nativity, and then they all just like very much jump forward to when he's thirty-three. His Jesus year thirty-three Jesus is year. when he died. They Jesus also are. Yeah. I think John says he uh, preaches for three years, and the other. Uh, I forget the name of the, the other three books say that it was one year. So we have Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, which like it's a, that that sounded familiar to me before. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Oh, well, it's a, little, it's a prayer you learn as a Christian. Really? You pray to the writers of the book? That's weird. You you say the little gospel, and you're like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then and something. Yeah. Oh, this has a chronological. My little chart. That's why, because Mark wrote. Mark mm -hmm. is like the oldest. Uh, yeah, the date. the order they're presented in the gospel, they think relates to like how important Christians think they are. Okay. So Christians, it's generally cite Matthew as the most important uh, book of the the gospel, but as you've read, his I guess theological scholars believe he copied Mark, and Mark is the real like the real the real deal. source. Mark is. He's a second generation 
Christian, probably a follower of Peter, and Peter's like Jesus's best friend, like BFF L L forever. Simon called Peter. Yeah, <laughs> is his name? Oh yeah, his name is Simon, but they call him. Peter. His name is Simon. They well, call because him Peter. Peter translates to rock, so Jesus okay. like you my rock. You are Simon called Peter. Do you know how they met? Right around like his thirtieth year or whatever, he starts preaching and going around. He was in college. He comes across two fishermen. Because he's like near the near the sea, the Sea of Galilee. He's walking around and uh, sees these two fishermen. He calls out to them. He's like, hey, come follow me. Oh, and one of them is Peter. One of them is Simon called Peter. And okay. he says, henceforth, you will be fishers of men. So in Mark's lens, mm-hmm. Jesus is a miracle worker teacher. And he's misunderstood who, by those who are closest to him. The historical situation, like why Mark is writing this, is the Romans, they subdue armed Jewish rebellions. Christians are experiencing persecution in Rome. So Mark is kind of like, it's okay, you guys. Like, this is why all this stuff happens. So, like, please don't persecute my people. Can I give you a little context here? Yeah. So, right, if if Jesus lived from about 0 AD to, like, 33 AD, they believe the Gospels were written between like 60 and 80 AD. A really important historical thing happened. In 66 AD, a bunch of Jewish rebels kicked the Romans out of Jerusalem and took over the city. And they held it for four years. And then in 70 AD, the Romans came with a big army and they were like, no, this is our territory. And the Jews like the Jews held out for a while. It took like a good like one to two months of like siege, but the Romans won and they dis- they like tore down and destroyed the temple. So it's called like the 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 second temple is like the era up until uh, seventy A.D. Okay. And so the Romans just totally like crushed and raised like a bunch of Jerusalem. So Mark during is this like fight. he's like don't like hate on my people. Like it's it's okay. <laughs> This is the this is why we did all the stuff that we did. Well, yeah, I mean, around then it's like a very rough time to be, uh, you Christian. know, a, a Jew living in. Oh, well, a Christian. It's, it's a rough time to be a Jew or a Christian because also the Christians then are like, they've been like kind of undermining, or the the Jewish like I guess leadership feels that the Christians because they're a breakaway group yeah. have been like undermining you know, Christian them. Christian was like a slur, like it was like, and they took it back. They took it back. They took it back. They said, yeah, we are Christians. We talked about just like the cross. Yes. Okay. Mm. Matthew. Matthew's a a Jewish accountant. Mm -hmm. Matthew references the Old Testament (laughs) a lot. And he's his like vibe is that Jesus is the Jewish, the Jewish Messiah. Like because the Jews have been except they've been expecting a Messiah. And Matthew's like, I know it's Jesus. Like, I swear you guys. He's like a Jew for Jesus. So throughout the Old Testament, there are references to a Jewish Messiah. The Jews just don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They're like this Birkenstock. He's still, they believe he's still on the way. Yeah, the accountant. He's like, he's like, yeah. So then we go and we get lunch. It's only four ninety nine. Yeah. It's like we get a, there's a two for one deal. They say they're not serving breakfast after ten thirty, and Jesus walks in. It's eleven fifteen, and like, they serve us breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he apparently he quit his job. Like Jesus showed up. It was like tax season because you know April. <laughs> tax season. He's yeah. Busy. Yeah, and he's like and clicking away there. at his like typewriter or whatever, and Jesus shows up. And his abacus. Yeah, he's like bead bead, and um, yeah, Jesus shows up, and he's like, "You want to go to Passover with me?" Yeah, Jesus is recruiting a posse. He starts kind of wandering around the desert. 
recruiting a posse. I feel like Luke is my favorite of these dudes because he is a doctor. Mm-hmm. So a lot of his descriptions are very like medical. He talk he does talk about the nativity and he talks a nurse got her hand like burned off when she tried to see if Mary was a virgin. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, he's like, this is a very medical document that I'm creating. So he's like a first century medical professional yeah. in that he's like, you know. He also says that Judas. Prescribing leeches to people. He says that Judas explodes and all his organs come out. <laughs> very medical. Mm-hmm. And he also said, he also talks a lot about like when, spoiler alert, when Jesus is like crucified and he also gets the spear all this like water comes out of him and he's like yeah that's because jesus was really scared when he dies like water collected around his heart he, he doesn't explain that in the gospel he does he says that like he does he no but water he puts, blood came out he puts that then then there's like a little asterisk and <laughs> disclaimer he's like, yeah disclaimer i checked and this is real medical this is science. why he also he's writing this uh book his his book he's writing to theophilus which is like god lover that's his dedication He's like to Theophilus, and he his his book is also very historic, and it goes into a- Acts, which is like a little extra moment. It's like the postscript. The postscript. Acts yeah. is Acts is like what the disciples, what they get up to, what they did after Jesus, you know, died and was resurrected, and then like flew off into space. And he his thing is like he wants to to describe stuff for Gentiles. And he wants to say, like, Jesus is the savior for everybody. The medical community, you know, he's a real man of the people. Okay, and then John is John is also pretty cool because his thing is, like, super different than everyone. Like, if I was going to be one of the Gospels, I'd probably be like John, but I appreciate Luke's, like, descriptions and whatnot. But John is, like, very, he's very unique. Yeah, why is he so different? He's really young. I mean, he's really, he's, like, really writing to every everyone like if we thought that luke was a man of the or a gospel of the people john is like even more he also has a lot of random like dunks on peter okay but his main his main thing is that at this time the time that he was writing which was 90 to 110 ce people really liked souls but they thought bodies were disgusting and he's like trying to explain to people that it's okay that Jesus, because like people are like, if Jesus is God, why would he ever be in like a body? Because that's like, like mm-hmm. ew. And so John is like, it's okay. Let me explain why. Yeah, because the Jewish God is just, you know, sky God, right? That you, yeah. He's like, why would you want to be? But and then why also would he become a human? that he also yeah. is like, but and also Peter and I had this race and I beat him. And then there's all these other gospels, which are called the Gnostic gospels, which we are not going to talk about, except for the fact that, like, yeah, they're just like wild stories. They're just like the um, King Arthur, like Arthurian myths of the, you know, they're just like there's dragons and like, you know, and they just explain like all this crazy shit. It's kind of like the Da Vinci Code. Well, the Gnostic gospels include, I think it's just any non-canonical gospel, right? And there were yeah. like a couple dozen other books written at different times, yeah. including the Gospel of Judas, yep. which we'll talk about at the end. Oh yeah, and the Gospel of Mary too. It's like dear, di- it's their their diaries. They're like dear diary. 
Although the Gospel of Judas was not written by Judas, so whatever. No, it was written by some someone else. Theologian a couple hundred years later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. I have funny facts on the Gospel of Judas. Okay, so now we know who wrote these different books and who they were and why they have their different opinions uh, or different commentaries on the life of Jesus, like what they were writing about. So what actually happens in the gospel then? Okay, so we said that only two of them, right, have the nativity? Yeah, and then they all really just kind of fast forward. There is that little story from his childhood, rascally Jesus going and praying in the temple. (laughs) Um, And then I think just one or two of the books have... Uh, Jesus's temptation in the desert. Um, so Jesus, does, he gets like a calling basically from God to go out into the desert where Satan tempts him for 40 days. Um, <laughs> and it did, Remember, there was a whole debate if it was like business days versus like do weekends count, for example. True. Um, it's basically like Burning Man. The, yeah. <laughs> That's the first Burning Man. Literally, because isn't like a, a bush or is that in the Torah? Oops. That's Moses. Okay, well... You're thinking, of, we'll get to that with our Passover episode. Uh, but I see does, why you mix the two up. How does Satan tempt him in the desert? Primarily, Satan just offers him. He's like, I can make you, because I guess Satan is like, I know that this is like the Messiah and this is God's kid, so I'm going to go mess with him. And Satan's like, I could make you like the ruler of like the, the entire like earth. I could give you all the power uh, and Jesus, like, you could be in charge Jesus of everything. He's like, and, I am though, so shut up. Yeah, he doesn't really have much to offer him. Jesus is like, I'm already going to live forever and be worshipped, and I'm like part God, so I'm cool. So then the books, they all have then Jesus kind of going around the area around the Sea of Galilee on this- foot, and he he keeps like basically just showing up in these small towns, typically on the Sabbath day, and he'll go into their temple or church, and often they'll have like an open mic. I guess like open preaching and he'll and you can pick like a book from the Torah or one of the prophets uh, like writings and discuss it mm-hmm. and bring it up. And apparently Jesus is like phenomenal at preaching and teaching lessons. And a lot of what he keeps teaching is that these specific like words or writings in the book are not as important as what's in your heart and just trying to do right in general. Um, okay. Which is one. <laughs> it's why it keeps it's like. He's- it catches on, you know? He's like, eat bacon. As long as you feel like you're not eating bacon, it's okay. I don't think he necessarily <laughs> goes against the... It's like in your heart, if you... The, the prescriptions of, like, dietary like stuff in the Torah. Like, right. he teaches the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. He does, according to which, like, gospel you're reading, uh, routinely proclaim that he is... He's uh, God. He is God. But some other Gospels, he never proclaims that he's God. Like, But in John, there's I and the Father are one. And John is all about, like, Jesus is totally God and talks about it all the time. Whereas in, I think in Mark, like, Jesus never refers to himself as God. And he's and actually, he's, like, anonymous. Yeah, he's, he's very, kind of like, hiding he's it. Like, yeah, famously in Matthew, and this is, like, a, a sort of central tenet of Christianity, is love the... Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So just love God. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So he's kind of explicitly saying like, yes, there's Mosaic law, Moses' law, the Ten Commandments. Try to follow it. But even more important than that is like just try to be nice to people and 
you know, have a good relationship with God, which really means like there's a lots and lots of metaphor and obviously like millennia have been spent trying to parse this stuff. But I think he's really saying like, you know, in your own heart, like if you have a, a clear understanding of where you are and you're like comfortable with yourself. It makes sense why this was a very appealing religion. People were like, this is way easier to follow and I feel much more positive about it than like the trying to follow the specific rules of the Torah. Yeah. And the Ten Commandments. And this is why during his ministry then Jesus gets into lots of arguments with the Pharisees. Okay. And the Pharisees kind of run the temple in Jerusalem. They're the existing like Jewish religious authority in Judea at this time. And Jesus okay. routinely clowns them. But does he, he also pisses <laughs> off the Romans too? Yeah, so the Romans are, yeah, the, the Romans are like running the province, right? They've like occupied uh, this Jewish territory. Okay. Around the time Jesus is born, King Herod is the king. I think right. Herod is still the king when Jesus yeah, dies. Yeah, there's like this whole thing with him. Yeah. According to Matthew, Herod gets a vision that says like, there's a baby who's going to overthrow you and sends his soldiers out. It's called the Massacre of the Innocents to kill a bunch of babies. Uh, and I guess Joseph is visited by an angel who's like, yo, go take a quick trip to Egypt. And he goes and hides out in Egypt for a couple months and then comes back. And then Herod just kind of forgets about it. Uh, and so Jesus, <laughs> Jesus survives. Most people don't think historically that Herod killed a bunch of babies in this territory he was occupying. Okay, but like... Anyway, so he the pisses off the Romans, though. The Romans just don't want troublemakers. They're like, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm at. yeah. The Romans are like, we're just trying to extract taxes here. And then he starts telling people that he's gonna die. He's like, he starts getting hella dramatic. He's like, you all, I'm seriously gonna die soon. People start plotting to kill him. Correct. Yeah, in general, he's he's causing trouble. Let me give you like two or three more teachings. Have you ever heard that, that he is without sin cast the first stone? Of course. What was that referring to? Him. He said that. He was like. They brought him a woman who was caught in the in committing oh. the act of adultery. So I guess this woman right. was banging a dude. And he was and they like. they grabbed her and brought her to Jesus. He was like, like who, who in this crowd has not had their yeah, gone to a glory hole before? That's what I like. He's like, look, we're all cheating on our wives. Don't bring me this woman. Like, come on. You guys aren't doing this? And they didn't bring the man to Jesus either, just the woman who had committed adultery. Well, of course, because women are trash. Mm. <laughs> I uh, didn't need to read the Bible okay. to know that. You've heard, you've heard render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar, render unto God the things that are God's. Right, exactly. Your respect for the laws of God. So there he's, and this is funny because he says this before, if you remember our timeline with Caesar, this is actually before Caesar. So Thank he goes around, you. and then he, he gets his like gang together. He's got his disciples, Wait, and then he I enters you, Jerusalem. I at, right, and so people there are like, we, they're like, we should kill him. Yeah. So the timing of this is generally the like Palm Sunday. Uh, is the start of, it's not Fat Tuesday, but it's around the start of Lent, is when Jesus like got to Jerusalem, and I guess he came in with some a palm frond. So that's when he gets to Jerusalem, and he's just there for you know a couple weeks. You know, and those couple months. weeks, yikes! But he he raises he causes some real trouble. He sure does. Yeah one one episode that is important, which probably led to a big part of this, is that uh, uh, it's called the cleansing of the temple. That doesn't sound good. Or some people call it the temple tantrum, <laughs> which is that doesn't sound good at all. While in Jerusalem, the right the Jews historically both were Jewish and worshipped in the temple, but also 
were the money changers and like they had like a whole exchange and like market set up i guess like in the front of the temple that's it's convenient so ju- I'm, can... I'm, I'm jewish so i can say this is so fucking jewish <laughs> yeah right you're like oh, i can get some get some bargains while i go to temple and then that's so jesus jesus goes in there to like pray and they're like it's a, it's that guy jesus he's like a good he's a good preacher we'll right. let him in it's to okay. hang out and Jesus freaks out. He sees the market set up and freaks out and just flips tables. <gasps> and it's just oh, flipping yeah. tables. It's tax season too, like we said. Yeah. It's like seriously There's tax season. There's money flying everywhere. And can you imagine a worse thing to do in like a like a Jewish market? Oh my God. <laughs> they would can go to the diamond district and just... Can't handle it. And Jesus is like, you know, he's like, how dare you like conduct commerce? This is like the temple. You should be worshiping God. And, and then he sees a t-shirt that says, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'll take one of those. Thank you very yeah. much. And then there's also the, like, the, okay, is she Mary Magdalene? Who, like, washes his feet? Because that's, like, a big thing. Do we think she's Mary Magdalene? She's not named. It's, like, a little bit. Yeah, by this time, he's got some serious I mean, groupies. he's he's really gone cra- right? pretty pretty nuts. But he has these 12. He's the 12. You know, he's, he's been doing miracles, too. We kind of did skip that. According to the Gospels, he really is performing miracles during these, like, before he gets to Jerusalem, too. So he does have, like, thousands of followers at this point. He made lunch for everybody. He turned yes. like, some of the fishes and loaves and the, made lunch. He brought several people back from the dead. Um, yeah, so he's, he's out there. Actually, he's curing lepers. He, he cures a blind man by spitting in his eyes at some point. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> it's in there. Uh, he's like, you fucking slut. <laughs> <He's just> like, <laughs> so it, it makes sense. People are very much on board. He's walked on water at some point. Let's oh, talk, about, talk about the people with the... The disciples. The yeah, so now that he's got the 12, he's got the gang. They're all hanging out. He's got out. the gang. It's time for Passover. Okay, let's break down the gang. Despite being a break-off Jewish like, group of, of Jews, the Nazarenes, this like Jewish sect or whatever uh, that's like apocalyptic and causing all this havoc within the Jewish community, they do still celebrate Passover. Yep. They, you got to. You got to. So they're getting ready to celebrate Passover. And who is getting ready? Well, okay, so we have... Simon or Peter, who we've talked about, who's like his rock, uh, famously known for later on, he will deny Jesus three times. And he will also cut off the ear of um, someone who's trying to arrest Jesus. There's your campy part because Jesus is like, you'll deny me three times. You'll deny me three times. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, right. And then we have Andrew, we have Andrew. Mm Mm-hmm who's Peter's brother, and he was crucified on an X cross, which is also known as the cross of Andrew, which is also on, like, the Scottish flag. Oh, wow. Okay, so then we have James and John, a.k.a. the the Sons of Thunder. (laughs) Okay. And just to make everything easy, a little cheat sheet is basically all Johns are the same person, are, like, this one John in the oh. Bible. And John is the youngest. John is like the one that we were talking about before. He's like the rogue. Because we, Jesus had a, Jesus had like brothers and sisters too. Yeah. And one of them was named James. Right. Who was later uh, crucified like These These 20, people were all crucified. Later. Pretty much all Most of them of were them, crucified yeah. in different ways. That's why, but Andrew, he had like the X cross. So that's why I mentioned his specific yeah. So then we have Philip. All I have for him is that he killed a dragon in one of the Gnostic <laughs> concerts. Okay. Uh, wow. Bartholomew, which is like a winner, winner of the best name of them. He's Phil's friend. 
and he was filleted by his most famous like story is he was filleted by the king of Armenia. So he's often depicted holding his own skin, which is so metal. Things did not go well for the disciples. No. Uh, kind of makes you want to like not convert, right? Okay. So we have Thomas, who is possibly Jesus's twin. And and later on, he is, he's like <laughs> doubting Thomas. He's the one who wanted to like stick his fingers. That's where doubting Thomas comes from. Later on, he doesn't believe Jesus has been resurrected. He's, he's like, I have to stick my fingers in the holes to know. Yeah. This is a magic just, trick. Then there's Matthew. He's the <laughs> Jewish tax collector, and he's the one who quit his job. Yeah. Then we have the other James, who this this is the James who might be Jesus's brother. Oh, the second James. Got the it. Second James. He's the first head of the church in Jerusalem, and his gospel tells the story of Mary's childhood. His Gnostic gospel. Then we we have Jude, who's like kind of this this. The sucky one, the the un the forgotten one or whatever, because people just they don't they're worried about him. They don't want to like mess with him because they're afraid. They're like, is is this Judas? But he, he's not. But people like oh, there's a Jude and a Judas. Yeah, people think mm. they're like, oops. They're like, is it? So they just people just don't really care about him because they're like, what if what if they are the same person? You know. Uh, so his other name is Thaddeus. Jude or Thaddeus. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Simon. People don't really know a lot about Simon. Well, oh, because it's not Simon called Peter. That's right. why there it's was two Simon, Simons. Simon the Zealot. And they're like, yeah, they're like, Simon, one of you Simons is going to have to change your name. Yeah. And, uh, and then one Simon was like, oh, my middle name is Peter. And he's like, okay, we'll call you that. Well, Jesus, I think, I feel like Jesus is like, you're the rock. And then we have Judas Iscariot, the the campiest of them all. Some people say that he betrayed Jesus, but some people say that he was actually his strongest yeah. follower. So let's real quick go through the events of the Passion, as it's known, or the you know crucifixion well, of Jesus. Can I say like the different gospels say Judas's like motivation? Mark says that Judas is an overzealous disciple. That Jesus was like, "I'm gonna die. I need to to die for my story to like continue." And, but he was, like, too pussy to, like, really carry it through. So Mark is, like, Judas helped him do that. And that's, you know. And then. Yeah, Jesus was, like, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Right. Because he's, like, I, I want to die, but kinda, I'm scared. kind of I'm afraid. scared. And then Matthew <laughs> says that it's it's money driven. Yeah, he got us 30 pieces of silver. He he did. And also it pissed him off with the, with the flipping, the flipping of the. The flipping of the table. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, which is, like, obviously Matthew would think that, right? And then Luke, who's, like, you know, very medical, <laughs> says that Satan just goes into Judas. Those are the... Yeah, he's a leading medieval doctor. He's, like, so he's clearly... Like clearly Satan possessed Clearly him. Satan's in this child right now. Okay, so they're at the Last Supper. They, like, go to this really cute restaurant, just pa you know, Passover. There's, like, probably a diner. And the diner's like, look, we can only sit you... Like on one side, on of the one table. side of the table. Also, can someone take your picture? <laughs> can someone paint a picture? I'm paint this. a picture. That that Last Supper painting, by the way, Da Vinci's Last Supper is classic use of perspective in art. It's like quintessential. If you look at the room around them, the perspective, like the converging lines in it, is like 
textbook beautiful geometry. That's really why he painted it. He was like, fuck the, go, you know. Go back and look at the picture and the incredible attention paid to the background and the windows in that painting. And it's like, oh, they really like very much an that exercise would, in perspective. It's that like, would be your painting. You're like, like, check like, out no, my no, perspective, no. bro. Like, <laughs> I like, used a, a ruler to draw these lines and they are converging. Because they're in like a very long hallway when you see it. Anyway. Yeah, they only had they cool only had painting. a table at the back. So what is yeah? What do they do? So at that, Jesus tells this them about is the, the communion. highest camp. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Well, because I I love that he's like, okay, so what are they having to eat? They're like ha- eating bread or whatnot, and Jesus is like, you guys, this is my body, which is like what? Protestants believe it's a metaphor. Is eat you know this is my body when you eat this like he's you know. like think of me when you eat bread. Catholics. Guess they weren't at Passover if they were eating bread. Catholics, I don't. I think they may still hold it that there's like transubstantiation where it actually the bread when was you eat it does become actual flesh of a person. I was gonna say if it's matzah, it leavens. <laughs> that's that's really what he was, he was like. I shall turn this matzah into yeah, maybe it was like a pita into a delicious bagel, <laughs> and then the wine. He's like, this is my blood, you guys. And then him and Judas are like holding hands while they're like dipping their bread in in this bowl. And he's like, one of you is going to betray me. And they're all like, oh, no. Who is it? And he's like, I'm not telling. And Judas is like, is it me? And Jesus is like, I think you know damn well. (laughs) Yeah, so they finish their Passover meal. And then uh, they go out to, well, meanwhile, there's a a little cut scene there. Where you see like the, the Jewish authority, the Sanhedrin, kind of go to Pontius Pilate, who's the like local, you know, sheriff. Yeah, the the Jewish elders go and they're like, there's this troublemaker. We want to round him up. We're going to, you know, we, we want to get him, execute him tomorrow during the ex- executions. Yeah, I th- Pontius kind of throughout is portrayed as like kind of unwilling. He's like, this guy doesn't seem too bad. Uh, you know, you're bringing me actual murderers and thieves who need to be executed because the Jews have kind of like a self-rule situation. So Pontius or Pontius is Roman. Herod was Roman, but they're just occupying this, you know, Jewish yeah. Jewish land. But and so they they let the local authorities mostly police themselves, but the Romans carry out the executions. He's like, you sure you don't want to bring me like someone better, or maybe like just not this guy, who's who's just a troublemaker? And they're like, no, no, definitely, definitely this character. My favorite part. This is the best part that I didn't know about. That I think is so shows what a extra person Jesus was is that he's like I have to go pray but you all should watch me like kind of hide out and watch me just in case anything happens because I think I'm gonna die soon and he's praying and he's like I kind of feel like people aren't watching me they go out to the gardens yeah they go to a nice little botanical they go to Central Park he checks to see how many people are watching his stream and he's like no one and he goes and he's like everyone's like asleep and he's like you guys aren't watching i'm gonna pray it's gonna be really good i'm doing it you gotta get the thumbs up and the hearts going exactly like send the hearts so then he 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 does this three times and like that's my just like favorite detail is that that he he checks to see if they're watching him he gets up and he's like what also i'm like what prayer is this that he's praying oh i think he's just sort of like communing with god because he occasionally has like an outburst where he says like the the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak yeah um, oh he goes back and forth he's like i want to die but i don't i'm scared yeah, yeah i forget what else he says and he's he's like so like if it must be then like you know if this is your wish then i like i'll do it like yeah judas comes well then a bunch of a bunch of like soldiers show up but 
Well, bef- but by the he Romans doesn't know to, to round up he the troublemaker. Know. But they don't. Well, they don't know what Jesus looks. They don't like. know what he looks like. And there's like only one. Like I can't believe that like Judas wasn't like. There's just gonna be like one guy in the thing, and they're like, yeah, but we we can't even tell him apart from you. And Judas like, okay, so. <laughs> He's like, I've been wanting I guess to do this. The Romans, they're like, all these Jews look the same to us. And we cannot tell you apart. Yeah. Can you please point out? He couldn't be like, I'll give him like a rose to like, too risky. Yeah, so that's the Judas kiss because he betrays him. Because then the Romans are like, oh, it's that guy who just they're got like, kissed. Him. Yeah, and like, wait, wasn't that the guy who was just talking to us? Like, no, <laughs> no, like, it's no, the no, other, it's, it's the, the other one that kissed. <laughs> the other one he He's like, there's a lipstick mark <laughs> on like, his face. Tell them apart. Take them both. What's we don't know. Yeah, so they arrest Jesus. So yeah, then they they take they take Jesus into the station, um, and they, you know, they have a, a little mock trial. They don't, I guess, they like don't have a real quorum because it's Passover, so they can't really get people together. It's a holiday, uh, so even Jesus knows it's sort of a sham trial, and that they like really shouldn't be able to convict him. But they ask him, you know, questions. <laughs> so like, are you going around saying you're the king of the Jews? Well, then they beat him. They beat him yeah. up. And they dress like, him up, which I'm like, they dress him up, and then they, they mock. They say prophecy for us, Jesus, who is hitting you now. Which they, like, I, they blindfold so him and start childish, like slapping him around. It. Yeah, they're very mean to him. They put the crown of thorns, too, which is like. Yeah, in part because they really want to, I mean, they're being childish, but they want to humiliate him so that people will stop following him and like rebelling yeah. against the, the current like Jewish and Roman authority. Yeah, so they put him in a purple robe, purple dye, extremely expensive at the time. That's why purple's the color. You're gonna of royalty. get blood all over from the thorn crown. They just put it on him for a little bit, okay. and then they then they take it off him. Uh, yeah, and so by now it's like, uh, well, it's, now it's like dawn, right? Uh, the the he gets denied three times before dawn. Before oh the yeah, they a- right? Don't they ask? They ask Peter. They're like, they're like. Hey, do you want to like speak up for your friend? And Peter's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, Oh no, I did the thing that he said I was going to do. And then he cries. Yeah. So then they they make Jesus. Uh, they're like, Yeah, we're gonna. Well, now they've beaten him up already pretty bad, and he was kind of a a pretty slight he individual. He was skinny. From he was paleo. Fasting. Um. So they make you carry your own cross to like the crucifixion site mm-hmm. to like the hill. But he couldn't do it. And he can't do it. Who's the guy who helps out? I think Simon. Or no, Simeon. It's not a disciple. No, no, it's just a guy yeah. named Simon. Yeah, there's just a a guy on like vacation. Who's <laughs> there? A watching, Nubian. Oh yeah, Nubian. Who's there dude. watching? Yeah, from Libya. A guy from Libya. Yeah, who's on vacation. Um, He's on his. Who is a Who is a Pharisee? I believe yeah. actually. So the Pharisees still helped out, even though they had their their quarrels with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. he'll he picks up and helps carry the cross, and so they get to the the. The crucifixion. He takes site, a picture. They, he's like, he's like, know, can we? They nail you into the cross, and it it sucks. And uh, there's two thieves on either side of Jesus, and they're like, yeah, what are you doing here? Like, how'd you get? How'd you open the situation? And he's, and then uh, they get to talking, and Jesus tells them both. He's like, hey, if you guys repent of your sins, you can go to heaven. You can come with me. Yeah, and they do, and that sets the precedent. Which Jesus has been teaching the whole time is just like if you if you love God and get right with God, then you'll be all right. Even if you were a thief and you broke the the Mosaic law, 
Yeah, then oh, do you want to go into all the gory details or should we just skip ahead to well, like... Well, they don't break his... They, they're they like, we got to clean this shit up because like Passover is like... <laughs> we we got to clean this, up. We, we have to wind this up. up. And like, they're like, we got to clean up like... Because Passover is like a big mess too with, you know, just all the cushions for the reclining and whatnot. So like, we got to speed it up. So they're like breaking everyone's legs and they're like, oh, Jesus is already dead. So well, we don't have to do that. And then also... Famously, crucifixion is a very slow way to die and it's, it's like very miserable. Right, but they're like... Wrap so it up. you, uh, it can take like several days, right? But they're like, yeah. So it depends if they let you, if they give you something to kind of stand on to push yourself up or to hold yourself up. Because if you don't and you just slump, then your lungs will collapse and you'll die within yeah. like a day. They and crucified so to, it. to speed it up. The Romans would let you just hang out, being miserable for a day or so, and then break your legs so that you slumped down and died, died quicker. And they put the air. They're like, oh, Jesus is dead, but we'll just shoot an arrow in his heart just in case. And that's when all the water comes out. Give him, spear him in the side. Poke him. The original Cupid. Um, and then uh, all the the sky turns dark, and all the dead people in the cemetery come out. Yeah, there's a little zombie apocalypse right then. So yeah, that and, happens. And so then the Romans, like, they're getting, you know, they're pulling the body down. And I don't know where the disciples have gone by this time, but they're not around. And instead, it's two Pharisees. Uh, so Nicodemus, the Pharisee. And Joseph of Arimathea are like, they're like, hey, like, you know, we've heard about this Jesus guy and it's kind of sad what happened. But, uh, you know, we'd like to take the body. We'll go. We'll go like take care of it. We'll we'll bury it somewhere. And uh, I got a spot. (laughs) I got a cave. And and they're like, this guy did. He was talking about ascension. So like they go they go bury him. They're like, we better like roll a giant boulder in front of it i thought you were gonna say we better roll a fat blood well and probably roll a fat they roll a boulder in front of the tomb and they post a guard two soldiers and they roll then they and they're like you know so that if he does you know we don't want any grave robbers that shows that they're like we kind of believe but so mary magdalene right mary magdalene she she comes to the she's like i gotta she's like my lover she comes to to like bring him some flowers to put on him or something they want to anoint him. They want to oh, yeah. Some, They're always like, trying to oil. anoint him. That's also another thing that could have motivated Judas um, is that some lady, possibly her, anointed him before he died and, like, spilled the oil everywhere. <laughs> and Judas was like, God damn it. Okay, so there's potentially a bunch, but they're all, it's women. This is very important. Women they're discover women. the body of Jesus. Because you can't trust a woman. The body is gone. They go into the... Well, they go down the temple and they're like, man, that big rock's going to be there. But uh, the soldiers are on the ground like dumbstruck and the boulder has been moved. And they're like, yo, guys, did you let a grave robber just like break it? And the soldiers are like, no, it's way crazier. And they they go into the, the tomb. Well, then depending, work he's not yet at heaven. He then hangs around oh. Earth as a ghost for about 40 days. Oh, yeah. But then, but then he sees them, right? He sees, well, some of the accounts say that Luke, right? He says that like Mag- Magdalene is like crying, and she's like, "Oh my god!" So it is important in the Bible, and this is a uh, part of the subversive stuff that was going on with like, yeah, the Christian Bible at the time. Even is that like women weren't allowed to testify in court; right. they weren't considered reliable witnesses. They'd be on their periods. But Jesus be. and God decided that it would be women who like first realized that like the gospel was true. That Jesus, you know, had ascended. Because they were like, you can't make this shit up. It was women. (laughs) 
it was women. If we were trying to lie, we would have we would have said it was men. I don't know, or maybe they're just saying I don't even know that they were necessarily proving anything. They were just like, how interesting, isn't it, that the most important testimony in all of human history was actually given by women. How interesting. How interesting. <laughs> So yeah, Jesus hangs out though, and then he like depending on the different books of the gospel, like some of the disciples go down there, and Jesus shows up and walks around with them, but they don't recognize him. Well, they're like, "You're a ghost." They actually, right? Thomas is like, "I think you're a ghost," and he's like, "He's like, feel the blood. Come on, get in, get up in here." He's like, "You're my twin." <laughs> so he appears and disappears, kind of apparating around uh, there in Jerusalem <laughs> I love for, for 40 awesome. days. And at some so, point he, the disciples all meet him on like a mountaintop. And then he's like, okay guys, peace out for real. It's been, it's been like sweet. But yeah. There's other ones. He just shows up the disciples, you know, a couple weeks go by and Jesus is like not there anymore. A couple weeks go by and the disciples are like, we, well, we got to go back to being fishermen or whatever. We got to get back to our regular lives. Um, and oh, Jesus like, th so they're fishing and Jesus like shows up and is like, Cast your net on the other side of the boat. And they do, and just like insane amounts of fish come up. And he's like, all right, stop fishing and get back to work. <laughs> like All the other dis disciples, apostles, they like get crucified in different ways. Judas is like, I really fucked up. He tries to return his pieces of silver, and they won't take it because they're like, it's tainted now, which is like weird. All of a sudden, they're not going to want money. What? And then he buys a field with the money and he explodes or he hangs himself, depending on who you want to listen to. And then there's another like 17 books in the Old Testament. Then it goes into Acts and like but that, the, that the happens adventures. in Acts. Yeah, the adventures yeah. of the various disciples. Should we talk about the Gospel of Judas really quick? I mean, we kind of already did of what's in it. The Gospel of Judas is pretty wild because it's, well, as you would expect, it's, they think it was written in like 200 AD by some theologian and they like an original manuscript survived from that time that was found in like the 1970s yep it took the woman the woman who found it was like an antiquities dealer in the middle east they brought it to new york right and then it fucking got decrepit it was variously stored in a shoebox it was folded in half somebody put it in their freezer for some reason. I would do that. I put like everything in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they like, it made it, yeah, this document on papyrus survived for like almost 2,000 years. And in the space of just like 15 years being kept in New York, it like completely fell apart. Yeah. But it, it was like uh, f philosophical conversations between Jesus oh, and Judas. It? It, it reminds me a lot of like a Plato, like a Platonic dialogue, sort of like just like conversations between them. And it's basically like Jesus being like, okay, but like you're my best one. You know my true nature. Yeah. So the Gospel of Judas portrays Judas as him betraying Jesus was actually because of secret instructions given to him by Jesus who told him like what to do. And Judas actually learned the true gospel from Jesus, whereas the other disciples didn't really get what was going on. I love that. And were concerned with like material worldly stuff and like their conflicts with like the Jewish ruling authorities, whereas Jewish or Judas really understood that this was like bigger than that. 
But then Judas goes, uh, like, he goes even further, and he's like, yeah, and by the way, the other disciples aren't going to heaven, and they're not saved. Right? Because yes. they didn't understand the true, like, meaning of his teachings. Only I understood. And there's also people misinterpret it as, like, or maybe interpret it. There's a moment where Jesus is like, this is my true self, and the translation's really weird. And so some people think that he's like, I'm Satan, and God, but he's basically like, I'm the God of like everything. But the way that it, if you translate it literally, it means like, I'm he who shall not be named. Like I am Voldemort and like, you know, whatever. But so I, I, there's, if you look it up, you'll get a lot of Christian people that are like crazy gospel where God is actually Satan, question mark. Judas's conception of God, the gospel of Judas is very different from the like mainstream Christian interpretation. Yep. Even argues at some point that like Jesus didn't even have to be sacrificed. That like a true beneficent God really like was would have just accepted him. I basically see it as them going back and forth where they're like, we need to do like this display, this like campy ass like play for the people to make. And Judas is like, you you can. He wants it in like a black box theater. You know, he wants more like improv. And Jesus is like, no, we have to make it like really clear there's some dumb asses out there I mean, like we really keep in mind like... around the time all this is happening like these guys are a client state of the roman empire which is actively worshiping like objectively awesome roman gods and mm -hmm. doing animal sacrifices and celebrating saturnalia and lupercalia and they have these like just wild like orgy holidays the bacchanals yeah so they the the jews have their you know their their book of like rules and laws written down and like they're doing pretty well they've been around for a couple thousand years and then this is an offshoot of the Jews within like this larger, much larger world of like the Roman religion. Yeah. Which is like, we gotta camp it up for Which them. Like, we need Kiss to me make, on the mouth. We have to make a splash. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I like to fish. And it did over the next like it 300 really years or so until Constantine converted to Christianity. It was like yeah. every 50 years it got 10 times as many followers. Yeah. Um, okay, so like that's the gospel for you. Yo, man, God is so good, bro. Amen. God is so good, bro. You feel me? You feel me? God is so good. So good. To. For real, what church you go to? The Bible say don't judge. judge, judge, judge.